everybody, and welcome back to iZombie Radio, your source for everything iZombie-related here on the DCTV Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Chris King, and I'm joined by my two buddies, my two pals, my two co-hosts, Blaze Hopkins and Sean Carpenter. Blaze, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I am uh, pushing through this week, and uh, I'm ready to go. It's weird not having an episode to talk about, but uh, that doesn't mean we can't have some fun on here. Yeah, we got some we got some fun stuff to talk about for sure, especially with uh, with Comic Con being next week. This is kind of going to be our our pre San Diego Comic Con episode, and we got some other other fun stuff to chat about as well. But before we get into that, Sean, how you doing, my friend? I'm currently roasting alive in my own bedroom. That's always good. Always good to hear. Southern California has just become really warm and really humid over the past week and a half. What's the the temperature? Well, right now, we're sitting at a nice, like, 85 degrees. It's not the worst it's been this week, um, or within the last week and a half. But it's, you know, a good, solid 60% humidity. Um, we did have temperatures of up to almost 100 degrees, even crossing the 100-degree threshold last week with about 90% humidity. So you'd walk outside and you'd just melt into a puddle almost immediately um, instead of just evaporating into dust on a normal day. Uh. <laughs> well, we, we, uh, we, we fill you with the humidity here on the East Coast, so... Uh... It's never it's never not humid in the Philadelphia yeah. area. Always. And this Yeah. And then this week is my crazy work week because my boss decided to schedule me on 6 of the 7 days of this week as well as the Sunday before Comic-Con. Uh I'm just like okay. And then I've got my internship for 3 of those days as well. Um the next 2 days are going to be fun to say the least. Um, and by fun, I mean fun with quotation marks around it. Uh, so if you just see the next couple tweets from me just going, ah, don't be alarmed. I'm just, I just don't have words. (laughs) (laughs) You'll make it through. I will. Won't be too happy about it, but I will. Because payday is right around the corner as well. Hey. Hey, can't go wrong there. Especially, uh, especially before you get to Comic-Con with all the... The artwork and the fun collectibles and all that jazz. But uh, I've got one item. One item. Oh, yeah. That's What's all that? I'm allowing myself to purchase. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I'm uh I'm not I'm not buying any more artwork this year because my wall <laughs> my, my my walls literally That's such can't, a lie. Fit it. I'll <laughs> I'll buy maybe one piece. That's it. Yeah, I dude, think, and then look- they'll be like, But Chris, you can also take advantage of my uh three for thirty deal. Stop, stop. And get a free thing for free. I have no space left at all. And, like, stuff is falling down in my room. It's been a bad day, you guys. Like, I just came in. My Agent Carter uh, print, my framed Agent Carter print was just on the ground. My Firefly and Chuck prints fell the other day. I'm, like, I'm just waiting. I have, like, a whole, like, Wonder Woman wall now. And, like, I'm just waiting for that to all come crashing down as we're on this podcast. So, you know, it's, uh... It's been one of those days, so I'm hoping. I, I just can't. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to buy like a statue thing or something like that, maybe. Like the the Wonder Woman like statue thing you sh- showed me, Blaze. That looks cool. But uh, <laughs> gravity. But, 
but before this turns into a uh, a planning of what we're going to buy at San Diego Comic Con podcast, because God knows we could probably talk about it for an hour because there's a lot of exclusives and cool collectibles and all that good stuff. Um, we want to take a moment, guys, to uh, thank all of you, our wonderful, wonderful listeners, because we're celebrating a big thing this week, and it is our our one year birthday, our one year anniversary. Um, we're recording Woo! this on. <laughs> we're recording this on July 12th, and the first episode ever of iZombie Radio went up uh, last year on July 14th, 2016. So uh, I think we, we owe ourselves a little bit of a round of applause, fellas. Here we go. Clap into the, clap into the mic. Woo! Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, but, but more importantly, I think we all just want to say, take a moment and just say, it's been it's been a great year. I think you know you know we've gone through some you know some changes with like how we've done things with with hosts and other stuff like that as well. But I think we got a great crew here. We we love talking about the show. We hope you guys love listening to us talk about the show too. Um, but it's always just fun every week to get together. My uh, I, speaking for myself here with with Blaze and Sean and you know and, and shooting the crap about uh, about iZombie. Um, but it wouldn't be possible without you guys listening and, and, and giving giving a crap about what we're saying. So thank you. <laughs> um, uh, this me, one's to you. Yeah. Uh, if either any of you guys want to mention anything or a favorite memory from the past year, I think could be fun too uh, to celebrate this uh, this special occasion. I think meeting you guys at Comic-Con and just like hanging out with you guys uh, Blaze buying me a beer on the last night. He had a buy one get one free coupon, so he gave me the free beer. Uh, it was really nice. Hey. <laughs> yeah, no, we was... were all we were all just drunk that entire time. I don't even remember half of it to be honest. Uh, I just the, the the fandom party for sure. That's a oh boy. That was that was a great memory from last year. I think that's kind of when the three of us really got to know each other. Like, well, I've known Blaze forever, but, like, the three of us really got to kind of gel and get to know each other in a way where I think we didn't before. Um, and then you all saw me wolf down a burrito in less than 30 seconds. Wait, um, wait. Now, see, that's that's a little that's a little sketchy memory-wise, because Blaze and I were pretty housed at that point. I remember that. Well, no, you guys I, were no, drinking. No, 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 you guys I clearly... purchased more beers as well. No, I, I remember that. I remember buying. I remember. I no. I remember it. It's just the exact details, the nature of it all. Like I remember buying Clemente beer at the Mexican place and everything too. And it was it was a good time. <laughs> um, you all looked away for like maybe five or ten seconds. Next thing you know, like like three quarters of the burrito were already gone. Yeah. Just like I'm hungry, guys. What can I say? That's all right. That's what I. That's what I did this past weekend with a uh, with a burrito. So I feel you. Um, <laughs> it was what, fun. Blaze, how about yourself? Um, I think that a good memory for me is, I'm trying to think, I think honestly one of them was more recently and it was the, like, when we made the transition into the new season this year. Mm-hmm. Just because after doing, you know, all that rewatching and everything, and as fun as that was to, like, go back through and to discuss, it, like, 
when all of a sudden the new season was finally here, I was just so excited that we were going to have new content to talk about and just, like, finally have a fresh season to jump into and, like, theorize about and discuss. And I think that's when I was like, okay, like, it's all sort of been building to this. Definitely. So. For sure. And uh, I agree. And I, I have one other real small one, um, which – you guys kind of have heard references to it, but unfortunately, it was one of the uh, one of the the one episode we like we like lost. I think it was rewatching. Yeah, it was season two when we we're doing the Fifty Shades one. Just like I think we laughed the most ever during one during that recording of that episode. Even even the second recording of it, I still think we had a really good time with. Um, and I just remember just laughing so hard during that. And like, we always laugh, I think every week when we're doing this, you know, whether, whether the coasters, Oh God, the coasters. Right. Yeah. Whether we're talking about the coasters or we're Santa Ravi. Yeah. Or, you know, draw the nipples, Jimmy, like all the stuff. Like we like, we like to joke around about here and, and just kind of have fun with, uh, so I think that's, but that, that specifically, I remember that night where like, you know, I was I was even okay with re-recording it because I had such a good time talking to you guys. Um, but uh, but yeah, but uh, but again, guys, I mean, this would not be possible without all of you listening or, or tweeting in and uh, and just really kind of stick sticking by us throughout this year. I mean, we were we we're fortunate enough to get a chance to to do this podcast, and uh, we're happy people have you know responded to it and enjoyed it. And uh, you know, it's cool. We throughout the year too, we've gotten you know some some the you know people from the actual cast and crew of iZombie following us on Twitter or interacting with us that's been a lot of fun and just kind of being welcomed into this community more has been great um but uh with all that being said guys that's going to lead us into really what this whole episode is about which is it's a mix it's a us you know talking about season 3 and our overall thoughts of it um and then also looking ahead to season 4 which who knows when it will actually air, but um, about us really thinking what we'll hear and see from uh, next week at San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, just just for anyone who, you know, whether you're going to the show or whether you're not, uh, just, you know, something to be aware of. The iZombie panel for season four is going to be next Friday at San Diego Comic-Con in Ballroom 20 at 11.15 a.m. Um, so that's next Friday. That is July 21st. And uh, so that will hopefully have some some spoilery stuff to discuss. The press room for it is afterwards. Um, I know that I'll be there and then probably most likely Blaze and Sean will be in some form there as well. Um, so but I think we're going to get a lot of the good stuff at the panel Uh which will be cool. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun announcements. Seeing the cast all together is going to be great. Uh, but, but with that being said, um, you know, Blaze, I'll start with you. I guess your overall thoughts of season three, like if there's any big thing in particular you want to talk about, whether I know we sort of touched upon it a couple, uh, two weeks back when we did the finale, um, uh, discussion, but if there's anything in particular you want to talk about from the season, your overall kind of thoughts on it. And, you know, what you, maybe what you would grade it. And then also looking ahead, like, what do you want to see for, for season four announcements? Um, all right. So I loved, I definitely loved this season in general. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that they, 
I thought they handled um, something as big as like the re- the build up to the reveal of zombies uh, very well throughout the season, and I love that. Um, you know, even though it was telegraphed, um, that they did sort of make it more interesting in having a certain sect of Fillmore Graves actually want to be discovered, um, and that it, they just sort of added a little more to things. Um, I think that something that I'm actually very curious to see going forward, um, and sort of curious to explore next season will be the I guess what uh, happens to the relationship between Liv and Chase Graves surprisingly Mm -hmm. I think that is because not only like because as I sort of touched on in past episodes and uh, unfortunately like the one you missed Chris one of the things that I brought up was that when um, Liv is on that brain when she's on like the Caddy Cup's brain and everything in the uh, part one, and that's when like Peyton gets the, you know, the position offer from Barakus and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and Liv, you know, on this brain and sort of like with this new uh, mentality and everything. Um, you know, she tells her kind of like. Hey, like you, sh- you deserve this like power position, kind of like you should, you should take it. Like, n- and she doesn't say, you know, and it definitely isn't, even, doesn't even feel like she's saying, like, yeah, you know, like you shouldn't feel like dirty or whatever, you know, or like dirty for taking this position or whatever. Like you have done so much in your career and just with yourself, like you as an individual deserve it. And then later that episode, you know, she is when she does sleep with Chase Graves. And I, again, like, we had sort of touched on, like, how is Liv going to handle this new world and this larger scope of zombies and everything, and um, which side will she lean towards, Um, like, where will her allegiances fall, and I still think, like, there, there is a chance that we sort of see Liv, like, she, like, own it, like, she deserves that power position of, like, being you know, the girlfriend or whatever, or sort of, like, quote-unquote, I guess, like, queen of the zombies in a way. Um, and I still would love to see her, see them kind of, like, have her walk that line. And uh, and then I think it also gets a little more interesting, because, uh, of co- unfortunately, and of course, like, once again, Major is a zombie. Um, but, you know, there's, the show, unfortunately, has just always, no matter what, created a reason that they can never be together or never be together long term mm-hmm. um and i think that this is a, would be a very interesting dynamic now just with again like him being major superior and boss in a way and all of a sudden live could be in that position where you know maybe i could easily see the show kind of diving into ideas where like say major you know may say like all the soldiers like want something or believe that something could be handled better or done a better way and it's like well chase won't listen to us hey live like blah blah blah. and i could see you know a very interesting uh conflict if major sort of has that expectation of like live having his back you know and i guess the the what he believes in like she trusts him i could see her sort of uh maybe combating that i and uh you know if she does 
continue to have a relationship with Chase Graves or uh, that sort of comes back into play. Like, I don't know. I feel like that could be a very interesting thing to continue exploring. For sure. And I, I don't, I think what you're bringing up too with live in like a power position that goes along with the same lines of like something Rob Thomas said in, um, and I guess it was the postmortem, I think for TV line where he talked that she's going to, she's kind of going to, be in this like public position, but mm-hmm. he didn't want to give it anything away. You know, didn't want to spoil things too much. So I could totally see her and Chase kind of being this like zombie power couple, for lack of a better word. Because um, because the other thing to me, like in my eyes, you know, we've watched Liv from the from episode one, like have her life stripped away from her, and you know she was this, she was a smart, she is a like smart woman she was on the road to becoming a doctor and she sort of had this bright um future ahead that would allow her to again be in a power position to be hel- like influencing people and helping people and having you know and basically like you said sort of being in a way like in a spotlight or well known amongst the community um obviously in a much different sense but again i think it's it's sort of has finally built up like she has sort of handled this unfortunate situation as well as she could from the beginning and she's had to make all these hard decisions and go through all of these incredibly tough um events and things that have happened to her and so like even as a viewer you know like i wouldn't mind seeing her sort of uh take advantage of that because i think she deserves it for sure, I and I think it would be an interesting direction for her character. Yeah, because because I'm of the mind. I said this last time we all talked that like live on Katie Cup's brain, like her sleeping with Chase Graves. There was more to it than just the brain. Mm-hmm. I think. So I'm wondering if she craves that type of power, that type of recognition somehow underneath it all. I mean, we see in the finale that she's still fighting, you know, fighting for the humans and uh, protect the humans as well. But I'm I'm curious if we're going to get even more of that struggle now that everything's out in the open, you know, even more of that struggle than what we saw this season from her. Yeah. Um, for sure. Sean, how, how about you, man? What do you, uh, what did you really take away from the season and, and what are you looking forward to for season four? This season was definitely, definitely ramped up the stakes and didn't just turn it to 11. They did that pretty early on. They sort of just cranked the dial as far as they could and then just ripped it off and threw it away and went like, whatever happens, happens. <clears throat> like, there's not even a number to describe how intense this is getting. Because the world has forever changed. Like, this is just, like, it's done. You can't put this cat back in the bag. Yeah, so... I'm curious to see how they'll go from here and what sort of stakes they will have to sort of make in the in the coming season because this had been three seasons worth of humans can't find out about this. Humans can't find out about this. Oh, crap. Humans just found out about this. Yeah, you bring up a really interesting point. It's like you can't just... Like it gets to a point, right, where I, I kind of had this with uh, with Supernatural, where you you keep upping and upping the stakes and upping up, you know, and upping the the uh, you know the villains or the threats or whatever, 
it gets to a point where it's like you can't up it anymore. You have to kind of maybe bring it back down to a smaller, more intimate scale. Do you think that's something they might do? Maybe, at least for this first season, to sort of establish the new status quo. Because I know for a fact, like, I'm not caught up with Supernatural, but I know for a fact, like, the stakes got so high that they're like, okay, what are we going to do now? Uh, Here's God's sister. Go fight her. And I'm like, okay, have you ran out of ideas, guys? (laughs) That was a a great season. That was season 11. That was six years after they they fought the devil. Carry on, anyway. Um. (laughs) Uh, No, like, only having seen the first couple of episodes from that season, I went, okay, this is weird. I'm going to wait for the full season to come out and then binge it later. I'm still in that weird sort of state where I haven't had a chance to, but beside the point. um, Yeah, I feel like they're just going to have to bring it back down and go, okay, so all of that just happened. Here's this new world, and here's what this new world has to deal with in terms of its problems. And from there, bring in character types like a sort of Von Du Clark or a over, you know, giant company such as Fillmore Graves having sort of its hands and everything. It has to build back up to that point in this new world. Um, but. I feel at certain points the show felt like it was getting a little too ambitious, but sort of like recognized that it did and then brought it back down just a notch. And I don't have specific moments to note, but it's just, it was just a feeling that I had. Like they kind of got to the peak of the roller coaster and they're like, okay, we need to go down just a little bit, down just a little bit, and then we can ramp it back up again. Because they kind of got too high and couldn't push it any further. Yeah, I think it's ambition in a way where we saw a little bit of that in season two where they're throwing so many stories at us and they want so many characters to have these big things to do. Um, I agree with you. That That is, if my main takeaway from, from this season is anything, it's that as good as it was and as fun as it was and because i even i have a i have a friend who's watching it now who's like chris you totally undersold this season and i was like no 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 it's got some great moments and it still overall pushes the story the main story forward in really like crazy interesting ways um but i just think it's not as cohesive as seasons one and two and i think that has to do with the ambition where they wanted to give everyone something major to do no pun intended um (laughs) they they wanted you know they had that great storyline with major they wanted to give Peyton her kind of own arc they you know Liv and clive had their own arcs blaine obviously had his own arc and that's great but sometimes ravi's arc just began at the very end of the season yeah i'm gonna be it's gonna be really fun to interview uh rahul about that at Comic Con, because you you got to know he can't say anything. Um, but uh, but get getting back to what I was was talking about, um, I I think that's the that's the thing where it's like yeah you want to service every character, but you don't want to service every character at, at the expense of of the of the kind of cohesiveness of the story. Um, 
and and I'm I'm hoping now that you know there's no secrets anymore. Zombies are out in the open. That they can kind of streamline things a little bit better. Um, and I, I think it opens up a lot of really interesting opportunities. Uh, again, for what I what I said I've said before, where I've kind of compared the idea to like True Blood, with the the vampires being out. Like, there's going to be this like stigma against zombies now. There's going to be um, you know, can people trust them? There's going to be new establishments like the scratching post, I'm sure. Like, um, I think it's going to be really, really interesting and really fun to see how all that develops. It's going to all be an allegory to segregation. You know, all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. No zombies allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think of even Star Wars. We don't serve their kind here, and I still have always wondered... Why don't they serve droids? Like, what are they going to give droids at Mos Eisley? Um, I don't know. Anyway, Oil? I I guess, but that's about it. Uh, I don't. Maybe I don't. Electricity? I don't. <laughs> I don't see. I don't see R two or C three PO drinking blue milk, but uh, <laughs> cracking open a cold one, you know, just casually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But. Uh, but yeah, I think you know there's a couple, a couple big storylines that I I really want to hear. I think for at least what we can hear about next season, because again, I don't think we're gonna get much about Ravi, because that's the big cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to they want to keep that vague. But I think of things we actually will hear about at San Diego. I'm really excited to hear about this conflict between Major and Liv and what that's gonna be like. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just curious. Well. Continue, Blaze. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, basically, like, I definitely agree with you. I think that Ravi is out of the question, because that's too obvious. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I'd like to hear sort of uh, little tidbits of maybe, uh, like, where Major might go. Because, um, again, he's sort of, like, back to the whole idea with this season. was, like, he sort of found this family and this place and everything. So I'd like some tidbits on him individually and uh maybe what to expect going forward with that um and then i'd also like to kind of learn yeah more about i guess just the general dynamic and stuff i just want to know what kind of brains we're getting next year (laughs) how they're gonna outdo dominatrix brain it's actually dominatrix brain is losing in the in the uh the poll right now, the Eye Zombie Riders, the tournament they're doing, it's it's losing to Teenage Girl Brin. Well, I mean, Major is a teenage girl. Come on. Like, you started the season off with that brain. I, uh, I still go, I still go for, uh, for, uh, Live on Dominatrix Brain. I think that was the funnier brain, but... Uh, maybe Choreographer Brain, too. I mean, if we had more time with that brain... In the finale, I would have been pretty happy about that. Very, very, very true. Um, Just them breaking into Broadway-esque singing and dancing. Just out of nowhere, you know. Like I said, man, it was zombie la-la land. I loved it. Um, (sighs) But, but yeah, I think I'm really curious, too, about details we might get on Clive and Basio. And... You know, perhaps some news about 
going off of that, like, do you, do we think Jessica Harmon might come back as a regular next season, or even uh, with um, Jason Doring as as Chase Graves, do we think he might be a regular next season? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. Me too. Um, it'd be nice if they were. That's all I I gotta say on that. I'm also, I think, the other thing I'm very curious is, uh, hopefully to get a little insight into, um, I think what I, what I could see maybe them teasing us about is, uh, Stacy Boss, and maybe True. how that goes. Um, also, I'd like to, uh, possibly hear more about Peyton and kind of what her role is going to be going forward because she's in almost just like they joke about live or like joke, but they talk about live having, you know, this, uh, more of a public, uh, place, I guess in this world and a role. Um, but I feel like Peyton with everything that's going to come out of people learning Baracus is a zombie. Like that's going to be just as crazy. So, very true. I, I I always forget that like Peyton working with Baracus is going to be and I feel very, like, very interesting to and see. I feel and like I feel like the show – sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go first. Um, I was just going to say too because as you mentioned, like I really hope the show doesn't dive too much into a more generic of like humans versus zombies. But I do expect you know with Peyton's position and everything that we are going to get some uh, interesting like political side to this show now. So. Oh, I I think so, and I think her and Baracus is going to be like a big way of showing people how zombies and humans can work together. Um, I'm I'm really curious to see how they uh, how they play with that, and how you know Peyton might have now because she's working with Baracus, Peyton might be more known now in the zombie community than she was before. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. So, if you guys, I'm gonna ask you guys two two quick questions, really. Uh, one is uh, if you could choose any brain or have any idea for a brain for next season, what would it be? Ooh. All right, give me one sec. I'm, I gotta think about this one a little bit. Uh, any brain or idea for a brain? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, jeez, you asked probably one of the toughest questions. I will be asked all week. That's um, that's what I do. I have I've I have an idea off the top of my head that I think would be kind of cool. Um, I know we've seen live on like the coach brain before in, in uh, love or love and basketball, mm-hmm. but I, I'd like to see her be really good at a sport, like whether it be baseball or football or something like mm-hmm. that. And just kind of, <sighs> I think that could be really fun. I, I don't know. How, like, go ahead. Sorry. How about Olympic ice skating? <laughs> sure. But who's going to just, just go out of, I uh, just, Go out of the way and just be like not any of the traditional sports people would think about, and just eh, Olympic ice skating or curling for that matter. 
I just want to know brain of a curling superstar. I just want to know if she does Olympic ice skating, who's gonna do Rose's stunts there? No offense to Rose, but I don't think they're gonna have her uh, <laughs> doing 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 any crazy triple axles or anything like that. I'm trying to think. What brain? Give me sorry. Give me one more second. Um, yeah, no problem. I I think we're out of all. Like I can't think of any like funny. Like more like risque sex like brains, you know. Like we've had Dominatrix, we've had Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't think we've had Stripper. Had Stripper. Um. I feel like it. Uh, I feel like they start to blend after a while. Exactly. And then we had Caddy Cups. So all four of those as part of the quote sex brains unquote. Yeah, I'm, that's the thing, like, that's gotta be the hardest thing, is coming up with the brain ideas, I think, and, like, making sure they don't overlap too much, because even now I'm trying to think of stuff that, like, that wouldn't overlap with, uh, with what we've seen before. Or I'd like to see, uh, you know what could be good? We sorta had it with Liv being the, uh, the artist, but I'd like to see her be like a really like almost like a snobby critic brain could be funny or something like that. If it's like if it's like a food critic or something, maybe Liv becomes a foodie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, that, that would be, be enjoyable. Just... <sighs> that's that's kind of my nightmare. I work in food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to deal I... with the Yelp elites. I just think it could be really fun because. Um, or like if she eats like a chef's brain, because like we already see Liv like making all this food. Like they could do like a bunch of different extended sequences where she's like coming up with different, uh, I don't know, different things. Like or like, oh no, this won't do. Like I have to try it this way now. Or and someone could just be like, Liv, just eat the goddamn brain. Like you know, I think it could be. It, it'll be Clive. Be like, dude, just eat the brain. Yeah, pretty much. You're taking longer than George R. R. Martin here. Um, oh, <laughs> wow! But uh, there you go. There you go, I Zombie Writers. That one was for free. Um, I want. I want to see my paycheck for the next one. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think that could be that could be fun. I'm also trying to think of like what could be some fun stuff now that. You know, theoretically, the police station and police department would be using whether they're using more zombies or they're. But now it's like they're going to be obviously open or buy into solving murders this way. So it's like, what logically could they do with that? Yeah, like what's going to be so over the top that gym rat? I think though. I think what would be. I think what would be funny. That would be hilarious. Be like, come on, Clive, we gotta go, we gotta go, clang and bang, man. Get those weights going. Did you skip leg day, brah? Um, we need that brain now. That one was also for free. <laughs> You're welcome. But, but Blaze, what were, did you did you have any other specific one you wanted to mention? Or no, but I was going to say that. Um, I think it, another fun thing would be to possibly see again if now that you know now that Liv doesn't have to necessarily like hide in the morgue and stuff to get her brains and to do 
whatever i think it'd be funny if the season just opened up and live like has her own desk now and it's like she has like there's a zombie part or something you know and think if she can yeah oh, hey, hey johnny like what brain you what brain are you on oh i'm on this case of whatever you know i ate this brain and like i think it would be funny to see all of a sudden just like open up with a changed world in a sense um and it's like open up with these these zombies in the department all on different brains and how that would affect her because all of a sudden it kind of kills her routine no for sure that's actually and i like the idea too of them like being out in the open eating their brains like it could be funny like you see like someone like kavanaugh coming by and being like mm-hmm. oh what, what you got there more like oh that smells really good and then him like remembering that it's you know a brain or something. I don't know. Stuff like that, like little, like funny bits, but yeah. I agree. It would, that whole idea of the department being changed like that is very cool. Absolutely. Um, and then my, my last question for you guys is, um, what, well, it's kind of, I know I kind of said like things that stuck out from, uh, stood out from the season, but I think, you know, before we wrap things up here, just like your brief overall thoughts of the season and then give it, give it like a letter grade if you had to, I know people, you know, boils down to like four stars or, you know, a minus people. Like I know people don't always like giving ratings, but I think it'd be fun to do. Hmm. Dave, either, either one of you guys go first. I'm going to, I'm going to go last. (laughs) I, Alright, I, like I said, I definitely loved this season. Um, overall, I thought that it was just a really great progression and step forward that they needed to make. Um, and I definitely think that at times, you know, it uh, they were trying to do a lot. Um, but I will give them credit for... I think what I respect the most out of this season is between the amount of episodes they get um, and, you know, not knowing the kind of fate of the uh, show when they started everything and and went through this season. I think that I just appreciate how season three as a whole was able to kind of cram in as much as it did. And I guess make it also satisfying um, because in the end, like had things ended in season three, had the show been gone for good, um, it still would have been a very satisfying way to go out. Um, for sure. Except for maybe like the Ravi thing. But even that, I think it's so, again, things are so lighthearted with the way iZombie works. And just, again, thinking back to those uh, black screens, you know, where they, again, it finishes off with him and Liv kind of being able to have that lighthearted, like, back and forth. Um, I think it just really, they really kind of nailed how to tie up what, as Sean, as you sort of called it, like this phase one, in a sense. Um, Yeah. As for a letter grade... Uh, letter grade and also how do you rank the three seasons now i'm adding that to it too okay Uh, okay letter grade um 
This is tough. I want to, honestly, like, I want to give the show an A, maybe B plus okay. at, at worst. You could you could do A minus. You could meet in the middle. Oh, there we go. We'll say A minus <laughs> then. Okay. And how do you rank with all three seasons? What ranking would you put them? <sighs> Sorry, you're throwing so much. This is like... I know, man. I this mean, is it's what good. I... It's, it's good shit, it, see, but... I mean, see, this I... is this is the thing. This is the thing that I zombie listeners need to realize. I ask the questions so I can sit here and think of my answers while I put my two co-hosts on the spot. It's all messed <laughs> with my madness. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, I think I would go. Oh man, this is. I think I would go season. <laughs> Season two ranked as my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's very tough. I think I'm going to I think I would go with season one as my second favorite and season three. But though that is I feel like those two really depend on what day you catch me on. Because okay. I'm gonna if you don't mind, I'm gonna break down my reasoning. Um, oh, I mind so much, man. Don't you like we're, we're so for we're me, on time, we're on right. a time limit here. So for me, <laughs> um, season two is my favorite because I think that it's the most fun because while we're still, it, it basically gives us the best balance of being comfortable and, uh, and sort of understanding this world, but still having mystery to it and, um, and the suspense of, not you know having zombies be unknown except to, for a select group of people, and uh, I think like Mac, I think Max Rager and Von Du Clark reign supreme for me as the um, as such a great antagonist to have throughout the season, and uh, and again like finishing off on that on the the uh, Max Rager party. And the yeah. outbreak there, it's just such a nice callback to the first season and to, again, it feels very full circle in a lot of ways. So for me, that season, I think, just is the best combination of everything. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think both season one and season three are great for such different reasons. I think I put season one, I think season one inches it out right now because, again, going back to that first kind of initial discovery and entry into the iZombie world... Um, and just learning about everything, getting to meet the characters and watching them, uh, develop and everything, uh, is a lot of fun. And the other thing is all the brains in season one are just so fresh because it's the first time they ever did any of them. Um, and, For sure. and also I, again, I love, uh, Blaine as the major villain in that season. And I think that that is, I think he works so well. And uh, and then season three, though, I think is, you know, I think these are all kind of splitting hairs. All three of these seasons, the show has been so consistent. Um, season three for me, again, it's like to where it builds up to, to the reveal of zombies, I think is great in how it does it. And uh, and I think that's, you know, again, it takes sort of these big steps. And, uh, and I think Fillmore Graves is such a fresh change of pace because it sort of gives us this little introduction to what to some elements of the zombie world and how they might operate. But, um, 
But in the end, I think, again, villain-wise, um, we've sort of touched on how, like, Carrie Gold, you know, felt a little out of nowhere because of the lack of her presence throughout the season. For um, sure. Because, you know, in the end, because it's like, we, again, th- just thinking back to how much we talked about Chase Graves, Chase Graves, Chase Graves, like, what, you know, what's what's he really got going on? Like, what's his real stance? And, again, I I love the fact that his character wasn't evil because I want, you know, and is more of a sort of in a gray area because I want more of him. But I think that, you know, the villain little felt a little lackluster for me in season three. And um, again, at times it did feel crammed, but I don't hold that as much against them because um, of they knew that they weren't sure about season four. So I, I think those are really well thought out reasons. I, I concur with a lot of that stuff. Um, but, Sean, how about you? Where, What do you grade it? Where do you rank it? And any other thoughts you might have? Well, I will say season three was one of the more fun seasons to watch. I just feel like because of how much they tried to jam-pack it in, I felt like the season needed that like couple extra episodes to just sort of close off a lot of these points that are now going to be taking up season four's time. Um, even though they, they did say that they were going to make a nice cohesive story for this season. It kind of just felt like a little more of a jumbled mess on more occasions than not like as fun as these episodes were, we could see, we could see the underlying like strings between each episode, but it sometimes would get a little lost in the noise of the brain or a certain character having a specific story that episode. Um, so, unfortunately, it is on the bottom of my top three, okay, because of that very reason. Um, but I say top three when really it's it's really tied with season one because season one in that sense also kind of suffered from that problem in a sense because of how new of a show it was and because I I was watching it I wanted to be more engrossed in this world and I felt 13 episodes wasn't enough Um, I gotcha and even to that extent season two felt a little too long so it's that weird, like, 13 episodes is too short, but 19's a little too long. Like, maybe 16, 17 episodes, which doesn't make any sense at all in terms of, like, how you plan out a show, uh, <laughs> fits perfectly. Because unlike the other shows on the CW, which have a 20 to 23 episode season, uh, they they often intersperse bits of filler here and there to well fill the season up um and but then again something like the netflix marvel series which for the most part tend to have even though they have a lot jam-packed in those 13 episodes it feels like it feels like one cohesive story and not trying to leave a bunch of tidbits for a future season. Um, season two was 
pretty much my favorite season. It, it does sit at the number one spot with number two being interchanged between one and three. Really, mostly just because of Von Clark. Like, he's a great villain. He was by far one of the greatest villains in TV, at least for the time being. Um, because I know at some point in time, some show is going to outdo that. But he just, he was the epitome of just not giving a damn. And, like, he was just in it for the money. And in whatever way possible. And the power of living, yeah. And living his life to the max. Absolutely. <laughs> That's how you do it. And... I don't know that there's much else to say about season three, but I did have a fun time with it. So I'm giving it like a solid B plus. Like there's some things that I would definitely improve from a storytelling aspect, add a couple episodes here to sort of flesh out some of those plot points I felt that were lacking. But, you know, I enjoyed it. So, um, no, I feel you there. It's funny uh, because I'll, I'll get this out of the way first. Hearing you guys talk about, it. I think you guys both make some really great points, by the way. Um, but it seems like I've been the most critical of season three, and I think I'm gonna be the one who ranks it the highest. Funny enough, uh, so for for me, I'd give it a B plus, similar to Sean, um, where like I thought there were some things that could be improved if they had a couple more episodes. Like if they had a 16 episode season this season, I think it kind of would have been pretty perfect. But to me, I go season one is my lowest, not because season one is bad, but I kind of just thinking of rewatchability. And if I, if you, you know, gave me a choice right now, season one or season three, Chris, what do you want to rewatch season three easily? Because Season three is my number two, because even though it's probably not a more cohesive season than season one, like, Blaze, you bring up the great point of Blaine being that kind of strong villain that ties everything together. Um, the highs in season three are just so damn high. Yeah, I like, agree with that. Like, whether you're talking about, you know, um, uh, the, the Dominatrix episode, which, like, then has that awesome emotional bit with Major at the end, whether you're talking about Live on Dungeon Master Brain, whether you're talking about the like absolute bonkers insanity of the finale. And I also just love Clive being in on it now too. And just his whole storyline in season three, major's whole storyline in season three that I, I did say earlier that I think they tried to service too many characters, but what they did with certain characters this season, I think was like just so great compared to, cause even something like season one, I love Clive in season one, but he's not much more than the cop. And so I think just, like, getting to know him more this season, really, and just seeing what Malcolm Goodwin did with that role this year is another reason why season three for me, it's just... I, I'm kind of similar where, you know, ask me a week from now, I could think differently, but at this moment, it's like, that that just pushes it a little above season one for me. Um, and then season two, I've said this before, I'll say it again, I think it's one of the best seasons of, like, modern TV we've had in a while. Uh, it's just, I think it's a blast from beginning to end. I think it's well laid out. I think even when it does kind of become a little too much with some of the Stacy boss stuff, I still really enjoy it. And I just think the whole max rager arc is phenomenal. (laughs) 
it's just it's so good and there's so many fun brains there's so much just and the way that ends that finale is still that two-part finale watching that on the, uh well i still won't forget watching that that night in april and just sitting there like my mouth just like jaw dropped like holy crap um so yeah i but i i totally get where you guys were coming from with your points um i think season three as a whole again similar to what sean's been saying really ambitious really awesome in parts not maybe as cohesive as we all wanted, but the highs, I think, definitely outweigh the lows. And uh, I think no matter what, I think what the three of us can all agree on is the way that season ended, we can't wait for season four. Because season four is going to be such a different show in a lot of really fun and, and cool ways. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is, yeah, I think this is going to be such a fresh, uh, fresh season. No, nah, agreed. But, uh, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for us guys uh, on this episode of iZombie Radio. Unless uh, unless we have anything else important to say to the folks folks at home, but I think we're I think we're pretty set. Yeah, no. Um, but I don't uh, have much else to say. So yeah, yeah. I think we we'll have a lot more to talk about. Um, uh, we'll have a lot more to talk about next week after the panel, after the, um, after the press room. So we're not sure when next week's episode will go up. What we're going to try to do, because the three of us, um, along with another buddy of ours, are staying in the same room at Comic-Con. So we're going to try to record an episode with all three of us together next week. But since the panel and the press room won't be till Friday, we won't be recording it till later in the week. So there's a chance it probably won't go up to the weekend or maybe even early the week after. So we'll keep you guys in touch on uh, up to date on Twitter and on Facebook. And make sure you're definitely following us on Twitter for anything and everything uh, Comic-Con related. We'll be live tweeting the panel. Um, so but so we'll have uh, updates on when you guys can expect the next episode but it should be fun some alcohol might be involved it's comic-con guys we we're gonna we're gonna enjoy ourselves but uh but again, we're gonna we, live to the max we are going to yeah some max razor or some super max may be involved um but uh but yeah uh but that's gonna do it for uh for this week really hope you enjoyed this pre-san diego comic-con kind of season three wrap-up episode we have some fun really fun things in store for you guys for the um for we're going to be doing the hiatus that we'll be announcing soon um once we kind of firm up plans we might even have potentially have a a guest from someone who's appeared on iZombie might be joining us at some point potentially we're 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 ironing that out we don't really want to announce anything um until it's set in stone but could have be having a, a fun guest which would be cool but uh but yeah guys uh so without further ado we're gonna Gonna throw it to where you can find us, Blaze. Tell the good people where you uh, where they can find you on the internets. You can find me as always at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter, pumping out preacher reviews at TV Overmind. Um, gonna be covering Ballers when it comes back. Gonna be covering the Defenders when it comes out. Um, at Comic Con, I'll be trying to pump out information on. Let's see, uh, the, hopefully the Flash and Defenders, um, but definitely I will be covering Doctor Who, um, I'm going to be doing Preacher there, uh, I might jump into the Young Justice press room if I have time, 
um, and if it doesn't conflict. So just, you know, again, going to be, as well as all the panels I plan on going to, hopefully giving you guys uh, good coverage. Um, trying to keep up with uh, comic reviews over at the Marvel Report, but again, just uh, heading into Comic-Con, it's a little hectic right now and preparing, so uh, I'm hoping to have one out this week. And uh, Chris and I, you can find Chris and I on our uh, my podcast, Comic Convo, at comic underscore convo. Um, we did our first epi- official episode where we talked about uh, Green Arrow Year One, an origin story. Um, this week we're going to be talking, or next week we're going to be talking Spider-Man. Um, we'll be doing something at Comic-Con with Sean and some other friends. And uh, yeah, I'm starting to get the schedule together. So uh, go give it a listen and uh, let us know what, what you want us to read and uh, review. Hell yeah, Comic-Con is a, a really good time. So I'm, I'm really excited we're getting that going. Um, Sean, how about, uh, how about yourself, man? Where can the people find you? <sighs> Always at Starkey Sean on Twitter. I've got everything I do listed there, but, um, I've got my psych rewatch podcast, delicious flavor. Uh, we just released our first take of the pilot episode. That's right. We're going to watch the pilot episode twice. Um, there's a funny story about that that you can figure out later. Um, <laughs> put the pieces together. Um, and let's see it. I also am the pop culture editor over at the Marvel Report, so uh, at some point in time I should finish my collectibles article, but that might not happen. Uh, but you will see stuff from me about Marvel Animation, about the Spider-Man, Marvel's Spider-Man world premiere, uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, Marvel Props, all you want to know about the upcoming Inhuman series, and much, much, much more, depending on what I can get my hands on, um, as well as some other fun little tidbits. And then my other podcast, which may actually be be, be resurrected from the dead very, very soon, the Geekishly Toku podcast, where you can hear me ramble on and on about all superheroes of any variety, wearing rainbow spandex or not. <laughs> very good, very good. And then uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, at um, Seekinger13. Uh, I will be at San Diego Comic-Con for sure in the iZombie press room, um, and then I'm more than likely going to be covering the originals panel as well. They don't have a press room this year for that, um, but I'll be hopefully going to go into that panel and then hopefully hearing about some other shows as well. Maybe Arrow, maybe Riverdale, maybe Supergirl, maybe Supernatural. We shall see. We shall see. Still waiting on uh, waiting on some emails for that. But uh, just follow me on Twitter for anything and everything I'm, I'm doing at San Diego Comic Con, and uh, hopefully I'll have some uh, some fun. You know, some fun things to share with you guys there. Um, as for this podcast, uh, you can find us uh, at iZombie Radio on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, we are a part of the larger DC TV podcast network, so follow that channel or follow that channel. Jesus, follow that account on Twitter um, and make sure you're following and listening to all the other shows on here as well. 
got the Flash podcast, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl Radio, and a whole bunch of other ones. Um, so lots of good stuff to listen to, lots of good stuff to support. And as we said at the top here, guys, because we're celebrating one year, thank you again so much for your support. It means the world to us. We're uh, we're hoping to bring you some great stuff over this hiatus, and hopefully next week we'll have some really fun things to talk about um, after Comic Con and. Uh, It'll be nice to have the three of us in, in kind of one room together uh, shooting shooting the breeze, shooting the breeze, but uh, trying to keep it family friendly. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, that will do it this week, uh, for this week for us guys. We'll be, uh, we'll be talking to you next time, and uh, thanks again. Bye-bye.